calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Oh my god, it's episode 20 of Please Advise. Yay! Woo. One of um our guest today is like one of my fave people. I've known him for a while. Like I can't believe like it's actually sad to me thinking about my listeners out there in a world where they don't know this person. I'm like, I started to get sad for a minute when I was like thinking of how to introduce you. He's a writer. He's a director. He's like a big brother to me. <laughs> it's Eric Amadio. Hey. Hi, guys. What's um, up, Nothing. But uh, you should sorry. know that this is like a good episode for you because it like Halloween will have just happened, I think. All right. Yeah, when we, when people are listening well, to this, it's a good episode just because I'm hanging out with you. So. Oh, see, he always I'm does here. stuff like that. Um, no, it's true. This is a cool excuse to hang it out. Is ex- yeah, it I'm is. It's yeah, and we should. I, you know, we're always like, Eric and I get so busy, and then we don't see each other, and then we always just like reconnect and have a fun time. Well, yeah, it's nice when you have those friends where you can go a long period of time. Without seeing yeah. them, and then you see them, and you pick right back up. Yeah, that's definitely like that with Deep. us. So. Yeah, no, I know. And my my family loves you. Oh my god, I love your family too. All my friends too. love you. Wait, speaking of your fam. Speaking of my fam, I can only imagine that your mom like put you when you were younger in some like ridiculous Halloween costumes. Um, let me think about that. No, you know what? No, they were always really good about letting me be whatever I wanted to be. Okay. Um. I had a sick Jedi outfit one year, like next level. Okay. Look like a I fucking Jedi. That. that was pretty sick. Yeah. Um, I, you know, my memory shot. I, I don't know how that could be, but something probably happened along the way where I just lost a lot of my short-term memory. That seems like a very good childhood, man. 
I'm excited yeah. for you. Yeah, that it's it like, because okay. I don't know, a lot of people are like traumatized by something they had to be as a kid. I had, I do have a good story about a friend though. Um, he's this like really tall, skinny, like Russian kid who moved here like in the middle of the Cold War. Yeah. And like grew up in New York. And his first American Halloween, he wanted nothing more than to be Lando Calrissian. Who's that? The Billy D. Williams in Star Wars. The uh, only I've black man. The only black man in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And my my friend's poor mom had to explain to him why he couldn't be Lando Calrissian. <laughs> and he was like, fuck that. I'm still gonna be Lando Calrissian. Yeah. And he went as Lando he was the a Russian Lando Calrissian. He didn't do blackface though. No. Right? Yeah, okay. He just no, that would have been <laughs> that would have been some next level. I shit. did have a friend who went out blackface. Um It's an aggressive move. Yeah. She didn't like know though. She like would love Michael <laughs> she Jordan. Didn't she didn't know. No, she was like eight and she like she loved Michael eight. Jordan. Her parents should have said something. And her parents like put her in a bald cap and spread paint all over it. And then like life decisions. All over her whole face <laughs> and her hands. And like but and she said that they weren't made didn't make a big deal of it because her grandfather died. Her grandfather had just died. So she had like a past of being so like crazy had- racist. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I love pre- it. She called herself the Michael Jordan of the Valley. I should reconnect I with her. Like her. She's- I, I don't know her, but I kind of like her. Just, I think you do yeah. know her. Who? She's on one. I'll tell you later. Okay. But like that, I do know the, her? I think I think so. But the reason why we liked her, I just want to say her name and incriminate yeah, fair her. Enough. As, <laughs> as she was right. very racist one Halloween. Um, but Yeah. She's on one. Like, but that was also at eight, right? You said she was eight. So can kids yeah, be super... Yeah, and I think she was like was it, 30 was it, when I was 20. Was it a conscious like, like act of bigotry? Or was no, just, that's no, the best she, part of it. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's like you can't... You can't really like hold the kid yeah. to it. But that chick from Dancing with the Stars, like I think that's... Well, that's a grown-up, yeah. They like... <laughs> I mean, none of her friends said anything to her. That's, that's just thing. bad friends. That's why it'd have to... That's why it would have to. Like she went like she went as close to crazy eyes as she could yeah it's a but there is like it's like yeah it's really bold also just go as like a white version of that like black kids have to go to like there are so many other white shit. characters it's, on that it's, show. well it's just so hard to like to kind of get in your head how these people like how did they run through their head at least a little bit like this is Maybe not be the best idea. I think they were like they like, trying to set her up. Really? Yeah, I think that it was the publicity. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Move. I, love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I, Ooh, I think that other people and blogs and stuff it might have come to that, and I read it and I felt very strongly about it. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fucking Halloween costumes. Yeah, it's like it's political. I so please like send us like. Just like some, you know, trauma-rama moments that you had on Halloween, if you had them. Like, it's just a big night. Like, I had to be Amy Winehouse one year, and I, like, got all, like, drunk before I put my costume together. And uh, I just, like, I just did the mole on the wrong side. And for the hair, I just got (laughs) a black loofah. 
and <laughs> covered it in That's my amazing. own hair. And then I also wore these like six inch heels. And I like, I can't walk in heels. I don't know why I thought I was going to get away with that on <laughs> Halloween, like the busiest night in forever. We went to like opera or something. That was like a place then. And um, opera. I do remember that. Yeah. I remember on opera my... those days. Uh, what's that street? Is it? Vine in Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, it was yeah. like around that. We met at a club too. We met at that horrible. Oh, I shouldn't say that, but at that place. <laughs> yeah. Across from. Can Teddy's. I can I say what it is? Yeah. Because like I, I that's the why name it was so it, to exciting to me. Okay, so it's called um, Ashwood. That's what it was called, and yeah. I just didn't like it because it was so cold and like concrete. I like knew nothing about clubs because I just like knew that wasn't going to ever be my scene. Mm -hmm. But so I, but like I was surprised. I remember being amazed and I might've been on ecstasy because these were the days that I had a night job and Uh I would like take my lunch quote unquote at like 11 PM and go out like clubbing with Steven (laughs) for like an hour. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I used to do that. That's funny. I'm fun. You are Um, super fun. Um, it sounds lame to me when I say it out loud now. Um, but then we were like, yeah, I was like at Hwood for like five minutes. I was like super amazed by how like fancy it was. Right. Cause I pictured like clubs as like the ones they sneak into on teen mom or whatever, like just like trash. <laughs> right. Um, and then you like, you were like, Hey. Yeah. I was like, I know you. And I was like, I was like your mall's from defamer. And I was like, doing this thing where I was like secretly like I was like nervous I was like what are you gonna, what are you gonna say to me I'm like yeah I want yeah <laughs> I had like no um, I totally like fanboyed on her like seriously I fangirled on you though after like now to this day I'm just oh, like a great great friendship see that's so weird we met at age boy well no it was fun I remember that I was with who was I with I was with Davey yeah right? I was with Davey and Walking through the place, and I had just, like, over the last few months, like, been watching her videos on Defamer, I just thought she was fucking hilarious. She's, like, one of those people, when I watch her, I was like, I just, I want this person to be my friend. She's fucking awesome. And you manifested that. I did. Well, I saw you, and I, my first instinct was, like, I felt so familiar with you because I've seen so many of your videos that I was like, yo, what up? Like, (laughs) I'm Eric. And then, didn't we leave there, and we went over to Teddy's. Oh yeah, right? well, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we then like we I'm started trying chatting. To figure out how like I'm like, wh- but like, when was the first time we like hung out? And I think I don't know. I don't know. I have no memory. This was a long time ago now. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I-, I would just but yeah, guess, I totally like, fanboyed on her. Like that's how we met. So like you see, like here at Please Advise, we're not here to like, oh, like you know, we got like. Danny Bonaduce or like Dan- like some like fucking like we don't have like <laughs> actually I am Danny Bonaduce yeah you are <laughs> or like um you know like Urkel is on the podcast today like we like to keep it home homey and real. Jaleel's the homie, by the way. Jaleel's amazing. He was just on Drunk History. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, fucking. Nicest. He is literally the nicest human being on the planet. He's so sweet. Yeah. You know, I played basketball against Jaleel in high school. Oh, my God. And no didn't meet him until later in life. But I remember we showed up early for a tournament. And I look on the court. I was like, that's fucking Urkel. It's like, Urkel's playing against us. Yeah. And at first, everyone's like, Urkel, Urkel, Urkel. And then he was fucking good. 
And then everyone shut the fuck up about the Urkel shit. Well, Urkel was a talented <laughs> yeah, basketball yeah. Then he was like, player, oh, his yeah. name's Jaleel. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then met him later in life, and he's like the sweetest, like kindest guy on the planet. It's fucking awesome. You'd love him. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to that chapter of my life. I'll bring him to this motherfucker. Okay. He'd be a great guest, actually. Okay. So we can, well, now that we have a connection, I have, have to be familial with Jaleel. 100%. He's part of um, my life. He is now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really okay, excited yeah, for so. what we come up with today, right? And these are people who called in to 323-450-7408. That's our number where you just like call in and leave a message and like don't be such a pussy and do that hang up thing. Like you know what it is. Just like admit what you like. You like I want to tell is like I want to ask a question, but I'm scared. Just tell me that. You don't have to do it. Just like a hang up. I don't listen to the messages until, but I know Christina Lopez is over here dealing probably a lot of your hang up bullshit. Christina's on top of her shit. Yeah, no, that's why. I mean, I was just saying early, like, this podcast would have happened three times if it wasn't for Christina Lopez. Producer game on point. Mm -hmm. Thank you. 100%. Thank you. About it. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Makes all of our lives much better. Um, Okay, so also I've been eating grapes throughout all of this intro. So if it's if you're like, what is that weird wet noise? It's me chewing while I'm talking on my podcast. Um, she can do what she wants. Yeah, I can do what I want. Um, do you want to take calls? Let's do this. Yeah, yeah let's take calls. First call. Hey, Malls, this is Marta. Um, I just woke up from a wine nap, so if I sound a little out of it or my voice is messed up, that's why. Um. I am calling on behalf of my boyfriend who has um, an issue with his mother. It affects me, too. She's kind of like a helicopter mom, and she really just doesn't seem to want him to grow up. At least that's my perspective on it. Um, The way that he puts it is that she, like, goes back and forth between being overbearing and, like, overcaring and then, like, caring for show, as he calls it. Um, And she, like... I wouldn't say that she's, like, a really, like, cookie-cutter type of person um, in her views on everything, but she definitely has some really uh, interesting views on people's career paths in that she would rather have my boyfriend work at, um, like, a stiff job that would make him miserable and make him money than um, encourage him to actually take risks and work towards a path that would make him happy in life. She doesn't uh, believe that you can be happy and successful, which he and I just think is absolutely absurd. Um, And that's about it. Um, So if you have any tips or uh, nuggets of wisdom for him to point him in the right direction and try and help him deal with uh, breaking the cycle with her, we'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. All right. Eric and I both have very strong views on this, and I don't think they're the same. So, like, things might They get... might complement each other, actually. Okay, cool. Yeah. they're just from different perspectives. Okay. So, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, <laughs> it's like chicken. It's like advice chicken, basically. Yeah. Um, so, we were talking before the 
what is it called? Before yeah, before the tape started rolling. Yeah. We already started because we were really excited about this call. But um and Molly had said, you know, it's obvious that it's okay for me to say this. Yeah. Yeah. She had said that it's um obvious that the mom doesn't like this girl. And I said, I my instinct's that this has nothing to do with the mom. Right. And I mean, and I don't take this the wrong way, but the fact that his girlfriend's calling mm-hmm. on his behalf says something about where that dude's in, at in his life right now. Yeah. Like, all due respect. But that, I think, runs parallel to the type of, uh, the type of person that would allow their, their mom that yeah. much c- control over their kind of, like, you know, direction. Well, he likes some, he, he likes his mom leading his life. Like, well, of she, course, yeah. yeah. Like, I, that's something he, like, gets off on and this girl doesn't get. Like, because realistically, it is just easier to have someone to tell you what to do yeah. for a really long well, time. Well, yeah, that's why I was also curious, like, what their age were. Because, like, if, if it's, like, 18, 19, I understand this a little more. Yeah. But if this is, like, 24, 25, it's, like, bro, you got to cut the cord. Yeah. Like, you know, I came, you know my mom. My yeah. mom is, she's incredible. I love her to death. There's nothing I would do for her. She was very overbearing. I was this only child. Mm-hmm. she lost a kid after me and then couldn't have kids anymore. So I was it. And she was operating from this constant fear of losing me. Right. And at its, you know, same old childhood as everyone else, you know, kids fight with their parents. But as I got older, like when I first moved away to college, I realized like I had to take ownership of like the ability my mom had to kind of basically wield guilt, like a weapon in order yeah. to control me. Yeah. And when I heard on the call how she was saying sometimes she's like super overbearing and controlling and sometimes she's like caring for show. Like what we're really talking about here and obviously I'm on the outside looking in from a phone call so I can't go into like, you know, specific details. But it sounds like to me what we're dealing with is a mom who doesn't want to lose her, her son, a son who's very comfortable allowing the mom to kind of run with the ball because so far he's doing all right. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point as, and that's the biggest part of becoming a man yeah. is, is taking ownership over your own emotional state, taking ownership over how yeah. you allow other people to affect you. Definitely. And I remember like my first trip home from college, I'll never forget my mom, my, my mom, God bless her was like so pissed that I went to San Francisco. Yeah. Like she was not having it. We didn't get along good in like my early 20s and then we're best friends now but um she always kind of resented the fact that I left Mm -hmm. and when I came back the first time she was like uh she had basically tried to pick a fight yeah even six months ago it would have worked yeah but suddenly I was aware of like my triggers yeah and what she was doing because Mm -hmm. I had had time to be away from it for a while and I just very bluntly said mom we're, we've been in an unhealthy cycle for years. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do this anymore. You can be mad at me. Boundaries. You can do it it's like, this is what it is. I'm a man now. Yeah. And, and since then, I mean, it was like a switch went off. Since then, like, you see how we are together. Yeah. Like, my mom's like one of my best friends, and she's fucking yeah. awesome. And she knows how to – she understands boundaries. She knows, like, I'll let her know what she needs to know. But, and, you know, at the same time, she wasn't always like that. So yeah. – it's always it's so easy to think like parents have it all figured out because we grow up thinking they're kind of our moral compass and oh yeah mom and dad know what's up 
they're learning just as much as us. That's and so weird and when you finally get there. Yeah. Like, are the age that your parents were when they, like, 100%. Had you? Like, yeah. it's like, whoa. And you see, like, the, the mom, there's a 1% chance that she's coming from a malicious place. Yeah. She's coming from a mother bear protective place. I want my kid to be yeah. okay. And this is all I know. Yeah. And I'm terrified of him leaving the nest. Mm-hmm. And then the kid, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Like, when, when I hear that she's calling on his behalf, like, that sounds a little scary to me. Oh, I, like, you and I touch like very many times, like in the same places on this theory. I think it just came from a different part of our right. brains. But wait, what was the last thing you were going to say? No, that was it. I mean, it just sounds like she's, they, they're in an unhealthy cycle where she's allowed to manipulate him through guilt or w- whatever it is. Yeah. She obviously, with the career thing, I think it's important too, because I, I was like a parent's worst nightmare. I was a music producer right. for six years, and then I decided I was going to make movies. And they're like, yeah, good fucking luck. I'm like, thank God it worked out. Yeah. But, like, that's terrifying for parents. And it's not, it's not that they're, they like the idea of their, their son being miserable in a shitty job. It's just they value that. They value security over that. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? They, yeah. As long as they know their kid's going to be safe. And if you do want to aspire and, and you want to have dreams, you don't need your parents' fucking permission. Go do it. Mm-hmm. Go do that shit. Like, yeah. stop talking about it. Stop saying, I want to, I'm going to, I'm planning on. Do it. And then yeah. once you start making money, do it. No one can tell you shit. Yeah. Yeah. But he needs to step up and be a grown-ass man, though. For real. I, I think that honestly. All respect. Seriously. I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but, like, you can't let your mom be controlling, like, your life, your personal life, your career, like, right. And I know it's a process and I'm 38 years old. It's easy for me to sit here and speak so confidently about it. So I'm aware of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, I think that's a good, okay. Yeah. So tell me yours though. It's not as complicated as yours. I think that he's like the boyfriend's a loser. Again, that's why he's calling in. Like he's like probably just like, gets stoned every day and like I'm guessing like he doesn't have a passion like he doesn't have a dream to like pursue this is one of the people that were meant to be just like normal people like he just gets a fucking job and he goes it to it every day and then like he gets a small promotion and maybe that's where he stops and he just like gets little salary going on and he's supposed to just be normal that's what I think and I think that his mother sees that he's spending his time like fucking around and hanging out with this girl and there's a lot of parents that believe like you know you gotta like this is not the age to like worry about dating worry about dating like a little bit older like you can you know obviously people are gonna date but like your real concern needs to be like getting that job that's gonna be able to employ you for like 10 years so that's the stock that they came from and so I think that they don't I believe that they probably do think that you are um, a distraction your boyfriend right now and like that's why she's like coming in and saying like you gotta you gotta find a career path like it's because she pays for him probably See, that's the thing is we don't know because this is such a different conversation if he is 19 and still living at home then i tend to lean a little more towards where you're headed yeah but but just from the outside looking in on a on a pure psychological level it sounds like like what what's going on is is mom's doing what all moms do. Yeah. It's not like we're, you know, we're talking about some revolutionary idea here. Yeah, no. Moms are terrified of losing their kids, especially their sons. And then, you know, the competition of a, a 
a new girl. Yeah. That's that's taking away his time with his mom. Yeah. Like what we what we really a need to figure out is, is how codependent fucking old this kid and calling is. a podcast. Yeah. Like she's codependent. She's calling him with his problem because like yeah, she takes it on as her own. Well, my best advice, I mean, for the girl because yeah. she's calling, and then for the dude, for the dude, I'll say like the only one way to say it, like you got to man up and like fucking be a grown man about this. Like can't let your mom dictate your life. Yeah. Um, and you can love her, and you can tell her you respect her opinion, and you can listen. But you can't let it like your girlfriend shouldn't be calling in like advice shows about it, bro. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that you're in a place in your life where you actually could like care about people because I feel like I feel like he's depressed. I feel like he's like showing up but not showing up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean unless unless does he not? Did she say if he knew that? Yeah, she said calling on his behalf, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she was calling for advice about this guy. Yeah. I and I mean. He does. Maybe he doesn't listen to the podcast. You know. Maybe yeah. For it's just her, something. like, just. I mean, it's it's stock advice, but like, communicate all this stuff. It sounds I like break you got up grasp with him. It. Really? Yeah, I I break up with him. All right. I think she's young. I don't. Yeah. This is a for future. Everyone that calls, please say your age. Yeah, and it makes it. It just. Yeah. You don't have to it's say. It's completely like, your different location. conversation. But name would be great because we love to address you personally and. uh at least your age. Um, okay, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. I don't know if I, I was think she should dump all. him. I'm. I'm gonna go. Ty goes to malls. Like, I think yeah. it's a common problem. I think this guy's got shit to work out. Like, if you don't want to deal with that learning curve and you don't want to like deal with the stress that comes along with that, and there's yeah. gonna be plenty of it, then fucking. You'll it, find another boyfriend. Yeah, keep it moving. Yeah, you might be single for. Find a someone while, that has but... their own place and that you know all that. Yeah, that's so you can real. have fun. Um, okay, <laughs> next call. I am starting my own company. Um, it's a kind of merging high fashion curation with social good and sustainable goods um, from artisans around the world. So my problem is I'm excellent um, with the idea, with the creativity, with the design, with all of that. I'm excellent with networking. Um, I... I'm having a really hard time getting myself motivated and feeling like despite everybody loving the idea and thinking it's great, actually getting my ass around to making things happen. Um, I'm thinking the next step would be finding a partner. I'm not sure. But I think that you're a go-getter. I think that you have, um, you know, kind of created this presence for yourself and your own brand. I think it's awesome. I just have no idea how to, like, get my ass in gear and get my shit together for this. I have a day job. Um, I'm a creative. But I really want this to to work um, for a million reasons. And I just need to light a fire under my ass. And what do you do to motivate yourself? Um, What kind of people do you have around for you? What kind of advice to kind of give you advice? Um, what else can I ask? I guess that kind of covers it. If you have any advice for me, um, and by the way, I am pretty self-motivated, but also sometimes I just like laying in bed watching Netflix eating pizza and not doing shit. So, help. Hey. Um, well, you said a lot. Um, which is great. That's like, shows like you're sort of passionate and you love communication. 
Um, we're like a little confused on like what the fuck your job is. Like we're trying to figure it out. I said you probably like curate high fashion clothes. I'm I'm lost because I'm like, oh, what is she starting a Tom's type thing or is she like? Yeah, it was. It's definitely. It was a little confusing. I what were the the words? High fashion curation with social goods and sustainable goods. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it sounds like. I mean, it's a whole bunch of exciting, like, you know, uh, taglines. But um, I think the best, the first advice is, like, maybe be able to articulate exactly what it is you're doing um, that doesn't just, like, and I'm I'm not trying to be, I'm not being condescending, I swear. (laughs) This sounds horrible, but, like, being able to kind of tell us what exactly what it is you're doing and what the vision is, I think... um, especially if you are serious about pursuing this, being able to articulate that to people that are yeah. going to help you is the first step. And yeah. just kind of like laying out an area or a field, um, it, it, it's way too vague for anyone yeah. to give you any kind of like constructive criticism or advice. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. Um, yeah. You can do it like casually as like a tagline, as like a bet, like uh, like, you know. Well, meaning like meaning by all those words, those words basically mean that I'm I put cool shit together and put it in your house right. like or whatever. Well, it means. Almost with what we do, like with writing, like if it comes down to like a great log line. Yeah. Like and for those who don't know, um, like when you're writing something or pitching something to a network or a studio, you ultimately have to boil down your idea to one sentence. Normally, like 25 words or less. You should be able to say like the entire idea in one sentence and it takes fucking time. It, it like mm-hmm. it, it's an art writing a good log line. I think that your friends can write better log lines than you when it's your work, but like you can write great log lines for other people. Shut. You know what I mean? Like I, I love writing log lines. Yeah. I love that too, yeah, but not when it's my, my, I thing. love it when it's mine, but I, yeah. I whittle it. It's like, it's yeah. like being a sculptor. Yeah. Sometimes it takes forever. But anyway, point being like being able to kind of like, very specifically say, like, if you would have called and said, hey, I'm actually, we're doing a, you know, a philanthropic high fashion brand and we're selling kind of like high-end t-shirts for 85 to 125 bucks. We're planning on, you know, opening at least in one showroom in LA, one yeah. in New York. And you tell, and you gave me a plan, then it's like, oh, like, because very easily, then you know what to tell people. Right. But ultimately, it sounds like you're you're kind of, at that phase, which trust me, I don't know where you're at, but there's no shortage of people with fucking ideas. Everyone, their mom's got an idea. Everyone's going to do this and talking about, you know, planning on this again. Yeah. But like, if you really want to do something like fucking buckle down, put away two hours a night, work on your business plan, figure out what it is you want to accomplish before you talk to anyone about it. Like, Yeah. It's also like, People take things like this, like, sometimes lightly, and it's the most important thing. It's, like, who you are going to, like, share your company with while it's just starting to emerge is everything. Right. Because you may, like, invite on someone who's, like, a great friend Uh who, like, has a lot of, like, cool ideas when you're hanging out. But then, like, in a workplace, like, they actually drive you nuts. Or, like, they're not, like, comfortable. Like, you don't feel safe with things in their hands or whatever. Right. Um. 
I think adding people can actually just be more work sometimes. Well, another thing is you have to look at it from the potential partner's perspective. Like you've got someone coming to him with kind of a very, and forgive us if it's not, you may have already done all this work, but you didn't, you didn't let us know that. But, you know, if I'm, if I'm someone who's in that same business and I'm talking about partnering up with her, yeah, like, I don't know that I'm, I'm like super stoked on someone that's coming to me and saying, oh, I have all this ideas, but I need someone to do the hard work. Right. And that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, you're right. Respectfully. It was all in that last sentence where like she was kind of explaining that she loves to work and she's proud of her career, but she also likes to watch Netflix and eat pizza. I mean, that's where I she brought me back with that part, actually. Yeah. Like, that's the part where I was like, all right, I kind of feel you, girl. Yeah, I no, I, I like, totally At first feel I was that. like, oh, this kind of sounds like, like everyone else I right. I'm, you know, exposed to in LA yeah. who's got some big idea and, but is waiting for someone to like, everyone's waiting for that like magic rainbow. Yeah. And it doesn't, doesn't fucking exist people. Yeah. Like you got to go hunt your food. Yeah. If you want it, you know, that's real. Like, and also it's not, it's not difficult to like communicate things to other people when you do it frequently and like, you yeah. know what you're saying, you're right. concise, like the easiest time to do that now. Well, yeah. And, and knowing like figure out exactly what it is you want to do. Like within that, within that world, that's cool if you want to exist in that world, but like being able to tell someone like, I'm, you know, I want to open a gallery and this Mm -hmm. is what we're going to focus on or like some type of tangible like business that's Mm -hmm. associated with it. Um, so you can make that scrilla. And by the way, this is like the easiest part to deal with in a way because like right now you're creating a vision alone mm-hmm. but you're gonna have to bring people on at some point yeah, if at some it, point like if you get hire, very serious about it yeah, you figured gonna, it out you're gonna hire people that are better than you yeah like that's the trick too girl like like the reason steven spielberg is steven spielberg because right. steven spielberg has the best taste in hiring crew yeah and producers and all the people his support system he picks the very best people and they yeah. make him look fucking great. He's obviously, you know, work speaks for itself. But a lot of people go into making those movies. Yeah. And he hires the fucking best. Yeah. You know? And you see that with CEOs all over the country. Like, they hire people that are fucking awesome. Oh, no, that's that's everything. I believe in that. that like, all bosses are kind of dumb. Unless you have that rare, exceptional boss. Like, you are always were brought on to work harder and to, like, have, have more expertise in that area. Yeah. But good luck. Yeah, good luck, girl. Yeah, if you really want to do it, then, like, there's no time for calling in the malls. Like, get to work. Yeah, I think that you need to come from a place of, like, exciting yourself about, I mean, you sound, like, not excited by it to the point where, like, you're spending days that could be spent working, like, just, and I go, I, I, I have, like, um, procrastination problems at times, too, but it's a big, what you're talking about, even though I don't know what it is, it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about starting a business, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I don't, I wouldn't imagine she's in a place to be hiring anyone. I think that she wants someone who can grow out the company. No, yeah, I get it. Yeah. The right people aren't going to be, it's not going to appeal to the right people that she's Not right now, but if you put a business plan together, like, don't, like, don't, also, don't half step on yourself. Like, if you are really good, like you say you are. Fucking put in the work. Spend the next two months putting together a solid business plan. Figure out how much money you need for the first two years. Go and raise the fucking money. It's it's not brain surgery. 
Yeah. There's tons of money out there for good ideas. If you really do have dope shit, there's there's someone to write a check for you. You just got to put it. You can't like, you're not just going to show up to the table and eat though. You got to get out there and hunt the food. You got to yeah. fix the food. You got to do all the work. Yeah. Well, good luck. I'm rooting for you. I know. I'm because I like pizza. I'm looking forward to an update Real on talk. this one. Yeah, no, pizza's yeah, so like good. You, you you got me with pizza. I had um deep dish last night. Did you? Yeah. I feel that. And I watched Love Guru. That's an aggressive night. Yeah, we um I like it. we really like my Derek <laughs> thinks that uh, there's something really funny about like how bad their Love Guru is and like. I'm going to tell you, like, I wasn't in a normal state at that moment. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had been with shoes for a little yeah, while. Yeah. Um, we sat down and watched two hours straight, just, like, mouth agape. Like, it was, like, being hit. I think I just talked about this with Lauren. But it was, like, being hit by, like, baseballs every five minutes or, like, every two minutes. Like, big jokes. But, was- but they were bad. <laughs> And I think it was meant to be like I think it was in that it's time. Kind of cheeky, right? It's supposed to be like yes, a little bit. I or think no, that, <laughs> no, uh, or not at all. I don't think that that this is a statement on like culture necessarily. And right. I think that he used a lot of like classics that were like he pulled a lot of classics out of his ass. And I think it's maybe the joke there is like that he's just he's normal and he's picked up all these things through like living life. But like he, he uses like famous punchlines from other movies a lot. And like, he's doing a lot of like bro stuff in there too. So like that to me says like, it was probably around the time that like old school was a big deal or something like that. To a degree, a period piece. But it's deeply (laughs) offensive. Like I was like, Oh my God, why would he, who who would think this is okay? I, I cut bits and pieces on cable and I, I found the, the makeup to be a little distracting. It's hard to watch Mike Myers look like that. Yeah, that's right. The makeup was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, call us in, uh, call us with your updates, you guys. We love them. This is definitely a call I need an update on. Yeah, for sure. If you've fallen and committed in, uh, to your depression even more or if you've started something. Yeah, hopefully we're, like, reading about you and, like, fucking Us Weekly and shit. Do your thing. Yeah. Do your thing, horticulture girl. Um, Call back 323-450-7408, and we want to know how things went for you. You can also email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. Next call. Hey, Walls. My name is Justin. Uh, I found out about you through Hello, Hello, This is Tall Tales with Jason Stewart. I'm a big fan of both shows. Um, I think it's fucking awesome that you're doing this. But anyway, um, I am a business owner. Um, I just graduated from SS, from San Francisco State University, blah, 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 all the, through that boring shit. I think that I'm undateable, you know, like I go through these dates and it goes well. Girls tell me I want to jump your bones, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cool. You know, these bones are ready for a jump in. And, you know, we'll go on a first date. I'll have my reservations. They'll have their reservations, blah, blah, blah. And after that, it'll kind of just die down and fizzle. And I don't know if it's me not, you know, following up very well. I don't know if it's 
them being turned off by something that I did or have said, but I don't know. You know, one example is I took this girl out who is a few years older than me, and she apparently has been having a crush on me for a while, and that's cool because I know that I somewhat have a um, advantage just because I know that, all right, this girl already likes me. There's no need to be nervous. So I take her out on a date. It goes well. By the end of the date, you know, I tell her, hey, um, you know, picture me a couple months ago. I would try and take you to the bar. I would try to get you liquored up, and I would try to sleep with you. But I'm honest, and I tell her I want to just walk you home. She doesn't live too far from where we have dinner, so I walk her home on some, like, high school holding hand shit, holding fingers through each other's fingers. I mean, does that mean anything anymore in 2014? I don't know. But, um, yeah, you know, and after that first date, you know, she has a little birthday house party. I go to that, and it's pretty chill. I know that she has friends and she has guests to cater to, so I'm not going to follow her around like a little you know, ball and chain, but I'm going to, you know, talk to her when she comes around, you know, and when I do talk to her, I talk to her when I, and I need to show interest, I show interest, and, you know, after that night, that's it, and ever since then, communication has dropped off super significantly, and I don't know if it's, if I maybe showed, you know, too much interest, like I came too aggressive or whatever, but, I mean, this is an isolated, super unique incident. But, you know, I think in all my history with dating has been, like, super short-term, super premature. And I just want to know, am I undateable? Okay, dude. Like, I want to be your friend for, like, <laughs> 10 years. And then we get in, like, a weird fight. Like, you come over in a weird mood and fight with me. And then, like, I, like lose the friendship but like you were fun for 10 years like I really want to be friends with you <laughs> don't you know like how he because he's that like oh was... she's like oh jump my bones I want like I <laughs> want my bones jumped and like so like then like bro like I'm just like in love with you yeah like, it was a pretty dope call I'll give you that yeah um, very sensitive I think yeah too. you're thinking too much man like yeah. look like they're all not gonna be like home runs man if it ain't there it ain't there keep it moving I think yeah he's he's stuck in his head a little you bit know, like, why don't you get on like tinder or something and just start going on I don't like, know that I'm co-signing on that one but no but, I don't believe in it either but it seems like he's like a little I mean tinder a little growing to do tinder terrifies me but like no, for but if like people are in that space and I respect it, if people are in that space where they're just trying to like bang. Yeah. Like there's a place to do that now. It's called Tinder. That's what, um, that's what Tinder is. It's yeah. Like and grinder. so, and like I, like even on a friendship level, I only work on like a reference only basis. I have to know someone that knows you yeah. that I can blame if you turn out to be crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in order for me to kind of let my guard down, you're like one of the exceptions to the rule actually. But it was because they, I had like, you know, four months of seeing you make videos. Yeah. That I felt comfortable with you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But he then created. we did have people in common eventually. Should he start a YouTube channel? Yes. 
Absolutely. Yeah, like, some sort of outlet. Absolutely. You could be like venting all this stuff. And it honestly, it was really entertaining when I was listening. I kept smiling at malls going yeah. like, oh my yeah, God. Oh, P.S. I went to San Francisco State too. Fuck yeah. yeah what's up? Um, I did not graduate though. So oh. you got one up on me, dude. Um, that's okay. Uh, I think but that, that was the coolest school ever. Um, if the professor Ricky Vincent still works there, he is the fucking man. Yeah, you love him. Do you still not like write him postcards or something? No, that was my philosophy uh, teacher. Uh, Yeah, you should reach out. Dennis Hickey. Like I think about you all the time. Dennis Hickey was the man. He was a critical thinking teacher that was like, looked like a little wise man. He was fantastic. No, but um, dude, yeah, you're overthinking this shit. Like, you know what I think? You didn't do anything wrong. He exercises. He sounds like he probably is fit and cares about his body, but like. I, I think that there's you have too much excess energy like that you are spreading out into like the drama portion driving yourself of your crazy life. and yeah. also like the whole like am good. I undateable how are you gonna like let one girl or one situation even if it's a series of situations like dude like own who you are if if you're a shithead then maybe you are undateable but it doesn't sound like it, it sounds like no, you have like a cool sense of humor yeah like fucking like dude like own your shit like yeah. If if you're a dope guy, be a dope guy, and if yeah. and dope a dope girl will come along and recognize that, and if she don't, that's on her. Yeah. Keep it moving. Yeah, dating's all about rejection, hon. That's a big. That's a big truth. Is that like dating is kind of a like you? It's called dating because it's like not serious. Like you go out with a lot of fucking people. Yeah, and maybe also another thing too, like when there's this thing that happens, especially with dudes. It happens with girls too, to be honest. But yeah. when when people want a mate so bad, they just like reek of like thirst. And I feel that for real, like there's nothing more unattractive than like a thirsty a thirsty member of the opposite sex or yeah. same sex, however you swing. But like there, it's super like off putting. Yeah, like you know, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but if you are, like, like that's probably 60 70 percent of the dudes i know that like talk to me about their dude problems yeah it's because they're too thirsty like fucking yeah everyone has those urges like it's the part of being he's, an adult he's inexperienced is, like, fucking, he doesn't realize oh, well you, okay. you know you just gotta like control your impulse because the impulse is like oh yeah i should text her oh what is she doing like dude go for a jog yeah like fucking get a hobby right like, Go hang with your boys. Buy some new Jordans. Do something productive with your life. Like, I think don't girls sit around like thinking about like I a did chick. that for many years. You know, um, and it's different if this is something you've been seeing for three months and you're deeply in love with. Then, then you have the right to have like those emotions. You know what I mean? But like, chick that you went out with a couple time and like, it, it almost sounds like you're like doing the passive aggressive butt hurt. You know what I mean? Like, right. because you, you're not coming across as like a bitch. So it's not like you're being bitchy about it. But there is like a tinge of butthurt to it where it's like, oh, she might not like me the way the way I like her. And the truth is, dude, like from what you've told us, it doesn't sound like you fucking even know her. So it's not like there's some big loss. You know what I mean? This was a chick that maybe you had a, had a moment with. Yeah. And it could have been cool. And maybe something could happen. But if it's not there, dude. Don't like start rearranging your whole thought process about your self worth. Right, that. right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you sound like a cool guy. 
Like fucking. He does. I love it. it I want to be. be cool. I told you I want to be your friend for ten years. Yeah. Like you sound great. Yeah, dude. There's trust me. There's a lot of women looking for cool guys. So just True. be you. Don't worry about like forget the whole am I undateable self pity bullshit. That's not attractive. Don't be thirsty. Like fucking. Go eat on your own and like be confident and be yourself and the right person will show up. And if they don't, then figure your shit out. Right. That's wagon stuff freaking out over a tennis ball. And he's like being Pete Sampras right now. And he just wants to let that tennis ball to chew on delicately. Pete Sampras played um tennis. Tennis. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. good. Good. Yes. So it all killing the out. sports references today, Mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what i love to do um Obby. so yeah we were gonna do a letter i thought that it would be nice if eric read the letter out loud in his um soothing my calm voice, voice yeah. yeah and um, i'm gonna meditate on it while he reads and then we're gonna talk to you about your problem all right so, here we go so here's the letter as as written hey malls i've heard you say you're quick to come someone off <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think they make, meant cut. I heard you say you're quick to cut someone off, and I'm the same way. I'm just wondering what you're, what you're wondering your perspective on this situation I have. Last December, my best friend and I were on the train back to Brooklyn. BK, what's up? When she got an email saying her boyfriend had tried to sleep with her roommate while she was in the other room sleeping the night before. Drums. <laughs> Mm. her roommate was moving out and it was her last night there so my friend's boyfriend thought he could get away with it but it backfired because her roommate told him just to get the fuck out obviously my friend was devastated and hysterical in hyphens very awkward and dramatic on the train then a few days later like an abused 50s housewife sick writing by the way good stuff um, like an abused 50s housewife she completely forgave him and never even took a break to think about it I was like, are you sure? He's a loser. He's in his mid-30s, a bartender with a kid, and should be on no better than to behave this way. She said I was a terrible friend because I was... Wait, she said I was a terrible friend because I was, I said, if you want to stay with him, fine. But I will not hang out with them. There's a little... Some typos there, but she's basically saying her friend was hating on her because she's like, I don't want to fuck with your boyfriend. Like, don't bring him around. Yeah. Then we just didn't speak for a few months, and I reached out to her over email because my mom kept saying we should work it out. She had also given him her phone and showed him all the text of me saying he was a loser and why you wouldn't want to be with someone who treated you this way, which to me was kind of a betrayal. I'm her friend, not his. Since then, we've hung out probably two times, and I just don't think I can ever look at her the same way. I felt like she wanted to take her hurt and anger from what he did out on me. I felt like I was defending her. Never had a friendship end abruptly like a breakup, and it's a mindfuck. Am I being dramatic? I don't know. I would love your insight. I just think what he did was so creepy. To come into someone's room uninvited and do that, he just makes my stomach turn. Wow, man. That was some deep shit. That was some deep shit, but I think it really boils down to like, you either need to like not get into other people's drama. Like she's too involved. Yeah. Like I would say like just for the, just to get the drama out of your life. Like if you can't handle it, you're not like managing your anger or whatever, then you have to, you'll just be judgmental of her 
and always harbor that like feeling that she's kind of like a hoe. Well, it's also that's like it's a timeless thing. It goes all the way back to the beginning of like civilization. Like anytime there's nothing ever good comes for the friend. Yeah. When the friend decides to like take a stance on a a domestic situation and pick a side. Like the moment. It does sound like a gross domestic situation though. No, no, it does. Totally gross. No, it's horrible. Like, I mean, it's like ridiculously unforgivable and I can understand why it would just make you like mad not mad like as in angry, but mad as in like crazy that your friend would be so like short-sighted to want to stay with someone that's capable of even not just thinking it, but actually acting on it. Like it's just disgusting. It, you yeah. know, and it's not our place to judge the guy. God bless him. He's obviously got some shit to work out. That's, that's on him though. Well, but like he broke the terms of their agreement. hundred so percent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Breach of contract. Mm-hmm. All the lawyers. Um, <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I mean, super disgusting. But yeah, like, stay out of that shit. Like, let that be a lesson in the future. Like, and shit like that comes up, just stay out of it. Like, they're going to figure it out one way or another, and they're going to have deal with that however they deal with it one way or another. It's not for you to dictate how they deal with it and to, like, you know, start putting terms on your guys' friendship because of her choice in partners. Yeah. You know, because that's the easiest way to push someone away. It also just feels like, though, in, in a real way, like, sh- why does she have to be friends with this girl? Yeah, I was going to say, like, why do you want to hang out with someone that would stay with someone like that anyway? Yeah, you're, like, basically what you're doing is you're just, like, do I keep this drama, this massive distracting drama in my life, or do I just move on from it? And I know that sometimes when there's, a, like, a friend breakup or something, a, a lot of times it's been, like, festering, you know? Yeah. And then you yeah. have this judgment against a person and you're going to harbor that judgment for as long as like you have to. Yeah, and it's it's that old saying. Like it's like swallowing poison expecting someone else to die from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's when you hold on to resentment like that. I would say just like cut it. Like it's cool that you guys are on terms to where you can be in the same like geographical space and, and being like polite with one another. But like are you really that hard up for friends that you're going to try to piece this back together? Because it sounds like it's shattered to me. Like, Yeah, there's no coming yeah, back. Yeah, there's no coming that. back. Like, you're never going to respect him. You're, and and you're not going to respect her a, for being with him. There is a version where they could, like, she could, like, detach her feelings about this incident and just hang out with their friend. But she totally. like, sounds like yeah. she doesn't have. Yeah. If she's capable of that. Yeah. For sure. But it's also like, why do you want to invest energy into people like that aren't do healthy something for cool you for yourself? Yeah. Like, it, like start embroidering her up with the, the last caller. Oh my God. Caller. That'd be so good. You guys, um, email can we do us. a little matchmaking going <laughs> yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, because no, I he think sounded that, like that a nice guy. he seems like a really nice guy, but I think this girl would terrorize him. She's seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he seemed like a. I don't know. I think we might have a match. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so <laughs> if you guys kind of feel like attracted to each other, you can email <laughs> askpleaseadvise at gmail dot com. Yeah, we can set that up to the best of our ability. Because he's looking for, and he doesn't seem uh, like the type of girl or the type of guy that would do that. I think yeah. he's in California, and sounds like she lives in New York. Oh, okay. Ooh. So very it's got like, way more romantic. Yeah, I know. It's got way more romantic. I'm you seeing guys have to meet Empire, at the top of the Empire State, State Building. Building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Wags. Sorry, we love and you guys are, pro- are probably going to have to do like some mutual masturbation on Skype for like, you yeah, know, probably. 
be a sky probably yeah there will be that moment and then carpal you can tunnel shit dude yeah um so you have to meet up okay so did we answer that in full yeah right okay cool next call good luck hey malls my name's nina i'm calling from chicago i love your pod fabulous listen to it when I run and I laugh in the middle of running. So thanks for that. Um, I was calling because my boyfriend and I broke up in June after like almost five and a half years together and it sucks, but it's all right. I left him and it's cool. I mean, whatever. Anyways, I was wondering when, uh, like, ever I start dating again, what you think would be some good questions to ask on a first or second date, and what might be things you would avoid asking or avoid talking about? Um, I just thought I would ask and see, and please advise. Thank you. Bye. I think she seems very impulsive. I think she's clearly still like in the um prior relationship yeah trying to like keep her head above water in the wake yeah the last relationship it sounds like that even when she's talking about it it's and that's another thing too like Like, dude it's fine to be oh it's 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 fine to not be okay for a little while after you got out of something for seven and a half years like you don't feel because it'll ultimately i think work against you you see people do this all the time where Mostly with like with loss and any time, yeah. But like with death, you see it a lot where people just don't deal with it at all, and they just try to like stay strong and keep moving, and then they end up having like a nervous breakdown like two years later, yeah, because they've like stashed all that grief. Like That's what just fucking to me. let it out and mm. and deal with it. Um, and if you're not okay for a while, be not okay. Like don't don't be worrying so much about like going out on first dates and I mean that's fun to think about but like not when you're still kind of like you know missing that person even if you did leave like obviously you love the dude you were with him for seven and a half years um but yeah it's cool to not be okay but as far as like to directly answer your question what are some good first date questions um fuck and she it seems like she wants to date a lot so I'm going to guess that like she needs to come in as much as she can to every one of these dates, like very confident. And like, this doesn't mean any, like this could go great. And it would mean like the same amount as if this was terrible. Right. Like it's just another experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as like questions that like, I'm always, and so I guess for some people it's bad advice, but like if you just yourself and if you're genuinely interested in the yeah. person, then you'll know what to ask. You're not going to be sitting there like worried about like having stock questions. Yeah. And so the trick becomes like hanging out with people that are interesting. Yeah. And not just like, you know, getting on Tinder, getting on any of the, you know, whatever the websites are and, you know, just picking randos. Yeah. You know, curate curate your shit. Like, you know, especially it sounds like you're someone that like is down for the long haul. She's done a seven year relationship. Yeah. He's like, you must there must be something of value to, with you that that al- allowed you know a man want to be with you for seven years, even if you ended up ending it. Like, so you're probably a catch. So like, don't settle. Like, you yeah. Know, no, we're not saying you are because you're just talking about dating. But like, 
you know, be picky as fuck. And if you are picky as fuck, one of the byproducts of that is that you're not going to be worried about what questions are for the first day. Yeah. What's good, too, about the morning thing is that you said earlier, was like, I just think this will put her in a better place altogether to date in the future because once she sure. has nothing left, but yeah. like, well, I got to get back out there. I got to yeah. get back out there yeah. and like just start going and being like relationships aren't important to me. Like you can say that to yourself every day. And then like it'll just like it'll happen. Like the universe always rewards people who like felt their feelings, you know? For sure. Another thing too, I think like cuz I had a friend who got out of something a pretty long long relationship got out of and like just found the whole dating thing so awkward that it, it gave her like full on like social anxiety, like intense yeah. anxiety. And what she started to do, she would just like go and hang out with groups of friends. Yeah. And then like one day, like she, one of the friends that showed up was like a dude she found to be hot and was cool. And they decided they wanted to hang out. Like yeah. that's so much easier than like the, the whole dating thing is like, it's brutal. Like, I don't know how people do it. Yeah. Like, Cuz it's basically you're 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 in not just subjecting it to but like especially cuz like people pay for themselves nowadays like people will do the split thing or if you're the guy you're you're paying for the fucking torture of going into an interview. Yeah. And that's what it is. Those and first the, dates they're fucking interviews. So like Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I mean, I don't is. do it. I don't know about splitting on a date though. I feel like they're I feel like, like the, the guy guys, the guy should pay. Yeah. Obviously, but I also don't want to like take liberties with and hurt feelings of anyone out there or think like I'm sexist because like a woman can't no, pay for No, I think that like, when a guy really likes a girl, he gets his car washed on the same 100%, day as a date. 100%. Like, he, like, it's pain for, for everything, not picks just you dinner, up yeah. if you're comfortable with that. And like, I think that that's like, that's when you know, oh, this is like a real person. Right. Because you, you're mostly people are like these things, these negative things about relationships that everyone complains about, like everyone also allows for. And well, I mean, the standard has been dropped so significantly. Oh, they're like, like yeah, if and you then think I just about like, texted like, him and yeah, like, like what Tinder is allowed, like dating to become is yeah. like lowest common denominator. And no offense to anyone out there, use it. God bless you. Like, get your bang on. I'm not mad at all. Yeah. Like, I'm totally all for like whatever you're doing. But like, it definitely lowers like the standard on how people kind of interact with one another yeah. because, and it sounds, this sounds bad, but like people used to keep their like bullshit and their rudeness in check because they don't have any other options. But then suddenly it's like, you've got someone that in the back of their head is like, well, I can just go on Tinder and get laid tonight. Then they're probably more apt both men and women to treat other people like assholes. Yeah. Because there's that other thing. And like, you know, so it's definitely, shifted the paradigm yeah to a degree wow man deep shit <laughs> yeah wow i mean look like and also i i also feel like she would probably start out being like really like well-mannered and like keeping shit to herself that is her own business right but like guys are super unattracted to girls that like talk about their like exes regularly and because one uh, like no, you're trying I don't to like hear about an ex yeah. I don't, I don't talk about my exes. I don't want to hear about exes. We yeah. We don't play X games. Yeah. No, I don't like that at all. Mm -hmm. and, like, Leave that shit to Travis Pastrana. I think people think that we have some, we've somehow gotten past. Like, that's one of the things that we've gotten past is like, oh, so like I was dating this guy that was like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, 
And so people say it anyway, and they like don't realize that they're like ruining. Their- yeah, well, they're just yeah, they're they're basically like littering on, on this new thing that you're building. Yeah. So like for me, it's not it's certainly it's not like an insecurity thing or jealousy thing. I'm not a jealous guy at all. Yeah. Like, it's just like we both have our past. If we're dealing with one another. Let our past be our past because nothing good ever yeah. comes from like digging up the past. Unless right. you have funny stories and shit like that. But like me telling you about, you know, if I'm, we drive by the Golden Gate Bridge and I'm like, oh, my ex and I, like, that's not oh, gonna make no. anyone feel good. No, never. Or, or if you're like, my ex used to always do this. Like, like, I don't know how anyone could tolerate that shit. Yeah, that drives me. I think me it's nuts. just a good kind of like, find something like, mentally rule. to go in place of that when you yeah. when you're something is Talk even about your dog yeah like every time you want to say my ex it's been yeah. my dog yeah like That's and real. train yourself that way you got to like reprogram your behavioral patterns that's real that is real upgrade your operating systems people everyone's working on like the first mac yeah like fucking os mm-hmm. like we live in the first generation of we can upgrade our operating systems and that equates to like rewiring your behavioral programming yeah. so that you don't act like an asshole because like your parents didn't give you the love you needed like we're all responsible for our own fucking emotional states and our mental states own up upgrade your shit and then everyone it'll be so much fucking easier it's so just, much like, more fun like yeah way. just evolve like we yeah we can upgrade so upgrade your shit that's real word that's all i got okay thank you thank you oh my gosh this was a good one eric thank you so much for doing this with me are you kidding thanks for having me how can people find fun. you on social or like read about your upcoming projects um or, like... twitter adamadio yeah adio um I finally got on Instagram as you've I been saw seeing that. me like yeah torment the the space of Instagram with like yeah. really inappropriate behavior. I I like those like kinds of accounts more. Like people are like, you know, anyone who's grossed out by that, you you can't be my yeah, friend. Yeah, I really don't take like I don't share a lot of my private life. Yeah. I don't take pictures of me. I just find yeah. funny shit and then write sarcastic shit to compliment it. God bless. Um that's uh what's my Instagram? Erica Mario. Yeah. yeah, I remember being like, "Whoa, he got a good one." Yeah, like no one took Eric Amadio. No, you know what happened is when it first started, I got myself in a habit right after MySpace. Once any new social network opened up, I would just go to it and reserve my names. Yeah, like that's how I got Amadio on Twitter. Yeah, like, like I on Instagram. I forgot my Tumblr's, but whatever. Um, yeah, but that's how people can find me. <laughs> Damn, dude! Like yeah. that's. Killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Killing it. I got an Instagram account and a Twitter you have so account. So many fucking shit. Contacts. I'm like crushing life right now. I don't know if mm. you guys are paying attention, but we are balling out of control over here. <laughs> we have social media yeah, too have, for this yeah. pod. You can call 323-450-7408 and leave us your updates or some new questions. We're dying to hear back from people. If you've called before and um, you have a new question, feel free, like Tina. Um, to just call in every week. We love that. Um, shout out to Tina the Diva. Happy holidays. Um, I know you love Halloween, and I feel that I know you're going to pick bomb me. Like on Halloween, I'm already braced for it. There's going to be like so many Instagram links in my life. I love it. Um, you can at, email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. Send us, um, if you're gay, send us your pictures <laughs> of your dick or some dick pics that you've gotten that are from real people. 
and you can like kind of tell me something about like your sex life and then I'll talk about like what I think his intentions are based on the dick that I'm seeing. Um, I can read your angel cards. Oh, you can follow us on Twitter at please advise underscore advise. Um, and SoundCloud, we are hosted and we uh, are part of the Loudspeakers Network. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, SoundCloud.com slash please advise. And on Instagram, we are also please advise. It's PLZ. Um, this was probably like one of my fave apps. No offense to all our other <laughs> listeners out there. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely my favorite because I got to be here. Yeah. But I've listened to a handful of them. They're all really funny. Like, Thank you. you. Know, you're just fun to listen to and your guests have always been great. Um, yeah. Well, maybe you it. can like leave a positive comment on one of the channels or retweet us or like I'll do it. Re- and so we'll send you, you're an eligible person for that 129. Do you know what that is? No. I, I send like my that. readers um a song that costs a dollar and 29. like I re- one from each episode. That's nice. Yeah, and um Mama's I really, got it like not that. Like ni- not like 99 <laughs> cent ones. That's not like, that's no, not cheap. I feel you. You're We're doing like, that upper echelon shit. Yeah. I yeah. feel that. And uh, Chrissy the Front Turn will help sort that stuff out for you if I haven't done it for you yet. From this episode, who's your favorite caller? Mm. We have one more, but. All right. Um, who is my favorite? Oh, that big, uh, that big oaf I'm going to be friends with. Probably the dude. Yeah. I really like that he called in straight guy, gave us like some personality. He, there's definitely not a personality Yeah, he didn't there. like tailor himself for it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you can always tell when people are on like their Sunday best. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, this is me. Like, and yeah. it just sounded like a dude like need a pat on the back or like a, a a wink from a cute girl just Couple to kind of like ago, get his confidence back up. Liquored you up and fucked you, but like that you know, was aggressive, then. yeah. But we appreciated the honesty. <laughs> I love, I love that from you. So yeah, we're gonna send you a song this week. I've picked you. You're chosen. I'm. I feel really good about that. I feel like you need a song right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. He needs. A He's song. the guy. You can pick it out. Yeah. What song? Well, you know the all the music stuff. Um. Can I think on it? Yeah, or, email. Does it have to be spontaneous? Yeah, no, it doesn't have I'd to like be to really get him the right song. Okay, good. No, I love that. You would actually you know, really like, do that. Yeah. You feel his vibes. I'm feeling like like a De La feel. I feel like he need, I feel like it needs to be like so fresh and so clean. Or like something that like makes you like feel good about yourself. Like a oh. song like that. You know okay. what I mean? Like something to like bring yeah. out some swag in the dude. I feel like um, Tribe Called Quest definitely has some I'm, swaggy shit. I'm just completely, yeah, all aboard Tribe. Yeah. Not, not all day, every day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. Thanks so much for right. listening to episode 20. Um, yeah. Keep being real with us. You guys like are everything to me. And I'm going through a lot right now. Please respect my privacy. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't care about anything. All right. See you next week. Peace. <laughs>